So now to share with you the guest for today's episode, I'm, I'm really thrilled to share this, is uh, me and Chris had an interview with my dad, our dad. Uh, his name is Michael Carton. And um, honestly, there's no real words that can describe the man you're about to hear from. And the reason why is honestly, there's so much I can say uh, that I feel like even if I describe him, like it would just, the description would would pale in comparison. Obviously, I love him so much. Um, he has supported me and my brother uh, deeply. Uh, I mean, our entire lives, but especially over the last several years, as Chris and I both, if you listen to our podcast uh, um, consistently, you probably have heard Chris and I talk about our story and how we left our career paths. Chris was an accountant. I was a pharmacist, and we both left those career paths to do something different and ultimately is what led us to starting this podcast and continuing it. So, um, and really quick backstory, my dad, when uh, we, Chris and I were at, I don't know, episode 90 or so, um, my dad joked at first, he was like, oh, when you get to episode 100, like have me on as a guest. And then Chris and I looked at each other and we were like, yeah, let's do it. It's a hundred percent, like it's serious. And so uh, we really enjoyed this conversation with our dad. Um, honestly, there were some things that um, in the questions that we asked and the conversation we had, I actually learned some things that I didn't know before about my dad and his view of the world. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Uh, you'll probably see where Chris and I get a lot of our uh, worldviews, of course. Um, and yeah, it was just really inspiring. And obviously the topic around resilience is powerful, especially now time and like the the world that we live in today, it's more, more needed now than ever. So enjoy the episode and we'll talk soon. Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, where we dive deep into universal spiritual principles and ground them in modern science. My name is Chris Carton. And my name is Kevin Carton, and we are committed to simplifying the spiritual side of success for you with easy to understand scientific research so you can walk away with practical tools to create radical transformations in your life. Let's get started. All right, so I am looking forward to this episode today and uh, we have our father, our dad, Michael Carton here as a special guest. And um, just to really quick share why uh, this is uh, coming up now, because about episode 85 or so, um, our dad was like, and actually mom was probably also saying this too, like when they, they were listening to our podcast and when, then dad was like, oh, like when we get to, you get to episode hundred, like you'll have me on as a guest. And it was sort of like a, a joke, but it came to be a real thing. And here we are. So um, welcome dad to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. And uh, I got to say, um, I was uh, looking forward to this for the last 15 episodes mm -hmm. um, and I'm kind of uh, sorry I didn't get to do the 100th and I'm mm -hmm. very proud of you guys that you got to 100 and uh, you know we've listened to a lot of them uh, in a, on our busy schedule we haven't listened to all of them but um, we've we've learned a lot from our own kids um, from listening to your podcast so Congratulations, guys. Uh, I think uh, your podcast is going to go a long way in the future. Thanks. Yeah, yeah I think just it's the beginning. Yeah, I think it's nice, like, having the support of your parents, too. Like, I, I mean, I feel like when we started this podcast, like, we didn't expect mom and dad to listen. 
or no, no, not at all. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. really cool to hear that you guys li listen, which is nice. Right. And yeah. then also, um, um, my girlfriend, Julie was really excited about this episode too, because, and Kev, I don't know if any of your friends have ever said this too, because I feel like some of my friends have too. Dad gives really good advice. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like very, like, like deep wisdom. Yeah. But he's also really funny. So like, you, he'll get like random deep wisdom from him. And you're like, oh, wow. I was like, you know, so I think that was exactly. also one of the reasons why we were excited to, you to have him on. Yeah. Get some, get some wisdom. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. As you age, uh, like a bottle of wine, wisdom becomes, uh, you know, part of your life. And hopefully when you uh, give that wisdom, it uh, resonates with my kids, of course, and uh, with people out there that are listening. Mm -hmm. I hope you all get something out of it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's dive in because I, I want to actually ask the first question around, um, like when we first had this idea of having our dad on the podcast, like literally my first thought came to mind was that uh, if you're an, an avid listener of this podcast, you know, Chris and I, and our story, how we were on certain career paths, me as a pharmacist, and then Chris as an accountant. And then over the years, like we decided that we wanted to switch paths. And so dad, like my question to you is like how you dealt with that. And I think uh, it would be good to like start with each individual so like I changed career paths first. You can share like how you dealt with that and like how you went through that yourself and then for Chris as well. And the reason I ask this is because I know there are people who listen to this podcast, like younger people who have parents that are wanting to support them, but don't maybe know really how, because they have a certain set mindset around like what their kids should be doing or they're going to be doing. And so if they have some different desire, then like they're afraid, like they're of their parents, like saying, like, or just not agreeing or not supporting or being mad or anything like that. So, um, yeah. So I'd love to hear your experience with that and just how you dealt with that. Uh, okay. So let me start with this. I would think that, uh, a lot of parents would have reacted the same way I have. And sure I did in the past with you and for reasons, you know, maybe starting from how they were brought up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, generations before, I think that parents uh, expected their kids to go to college, expected their kids to get a job in a certain field where they could make uh, a good living, make uh, be financially secure, whether they liked it or not. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that was um, just the way it was a couple of generations ago. So in this generation, of kids, I think that um, you guys are a little bit more deeper in understanding, you know, who you are and who you want to be. So I think that um, when you came up with uh, not wanting to go into pharmacy, I mean, I'll be honest, I was I was not happy. I think mom was upset, um, probably me more because uh, you know, I, we were putting money into your 529 plan and we were sacrificing a lot. We didn't do a lot of uh, vacationing. I mean, we still did mm -hmm. uh, with you guys and we had fun. But, um, you know, so we sacrificed a lot. So we, we, we thought that this was a good path for you. And I think in the beginning, you, you like pharmacy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Right? No, I did 100%. <clears throat> right. So, uh, I think you even liked it maybe 110%. Um, but, uh, you know, because you were into, you know, biology and the sciences. I think Chris was into sciences also. Yeah. And you guys did very well in high school with that. Um, but as you grow, uh, when you're in college, you're not just taking classes, you're also growing as a person. 
you're meeting new people, you're uh, having new experiences, you're doing a lot of different things that um, help you get to know who you really are and what makes you happy. So I would think that that was one of the reasons why you came to us at some point in time, uh, I think in your fourth year of school. Yep. And it's not like I remember the exact date, like, you know, some tragedy that happened, <laughs> um, but it was, it was a, uh, it was a kind of a traumatic moment for mom and I actually it happened in the car when we were driving you back to school. Yep. And I think you told us that uh, you didn't do well in one of your classes. Um, that was your first uh, response to us. And I think I was, I think mom and I were like, okay, you know, so you could take the class next year. And then uh, that's when you hit us with the, the bomb, which, you know, uh, that you really didn't like pharmacy anymore. And, uh, you know, it was a shock uh, to the system, uh, because again, uh, the sacrifices. But um, I took it to heart. Um, I basically took a week or two, you know, and, and listened to what you had to say. And, and uh, thought about it for a while and realized that at the end of the day, uh, your happiness is the most important thing to us. And uh, mom made me realize that maybe more than I did at first, um, because you know, I, I, I'm, I'm basically the, the breadwinner of the family because mom mm -hmm. brought you up, even though that you know, probably her job was a lot harder than mine. Um, so maybe that's why it upset me a little bit more than her, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so so we we dealt with it um, pretty good, I think. I mean, most I think most parents would be in our situation. They'd be upset. Sure. And maybe they'd be upset longer or what have you. But it, it all depends on how they were brought up and how their parents uh, reacted to certain things. Mm -hmm. My father, your grandfather was a very um, he was a very kind soul and he, you know, would deal with these things, you know, with a very uh, soft voice. He would ask questions on why you'd want to do stuff like that. And, um, you know, when things happened to me when I was growing up, he was always calm. Okay. I only saw my father got, you know, get out of hand once. And that was with my brother on something that he did that my father just was fed up with. And that was a scary moment in my life. Uh, and it was probably a little traumatic. And, you know, uh, everybody goes through traumatic things in their life. And But my father was very calm throughout his whole life. And he always gave me good advice. And um, I think that helped me through this, you know, mm -hmm. knowing how my father reacted mm -hmm. and even how my mom reacted. Do, so. do you think that, um, like, part of it too, because I know a lot of times I feel like parents sometimes project their like fears and also like their aspirations onto their kids. So do you think that part of it too was, you know, you, you knew that as of Kevin becoming a pharmacist, that was a six figure career right off the bat. You probably knew he would never have to worry about money again. Like he'd be able to like take care of his family and everything. Do you think part of the feeling too that was wrapped up into it was like that uncertainty or maybe fear for even his own future where you like projected, like, how is he going to be safe? Like, how is he going to make money? Like all that stuff. I think that was part of it too. Oh, yeah, I definitely think that is part of it, probably for two reasons. One is you always want to see your kids be successful. And as some of my friends would say, get off your payroll. Uh, <laughs> my, friend, my accountant would say that. So um, but that's, you know, that that's not the emotional part of it. Yeah. That's that's the monetary part of it, which is growing up in my family. Unfortunately, in my opinion, you know, finances were always 
at the dinner tables, you know, uh, with my dad and stuff. Cause you know, he went through a lot of stuff with, uh, his work life too. So, you know, sometimes the conversations around the table were about money. And I think you guys even saw that with us too, because mm. my dad did that. Mm. With, with, I feel like you guys did yeah. a good job of hiding it though. I don't know, Kev, you can like, if you remember, I don't, like, I feel like growing up, there's certain things that I see myself doing around money that I can say, Oh, now that I think back to childhood, we like, I never felt like we worried about money as a family. Mm-hmm but maybe there was conversations and like just emotions that were going on while we were kids playing that we just absorbed. Yeah. Maybe. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we had some conservative values with that and I think I learned them from my dad. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think I brought up finances a lot less with you guys mm. uh, until you got into high school. And then we tried to teach you about, you know, how to handle money and how to deal with money. Yeah. Uh, because it is a part of life. I mean, you have to earn, a living, you know, you have to earn money to, you know, buy the essentials in life. Yeah. So, so I would say, Chris, yeah. Um, uh, just, just remind me of the question. The, because the, I, like if there was any like yeah. projection of fears yeah. onto, you know, cause like you, right. you growing up and wanting to have a stable job and like, yes. So, so yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. So monetarily was one. And then of course, you know, your, you know, your success in life um, after that, you know, and, and, having a place to live and, and, and enjoying where you're living and things like that were, were very important to us. We wanted to see you guys be successful. Yeah. So, um, and these were two good, um, things for you guys to go into one pharmacy and, and the other accounting. I really didn't have any idea that you guys didn't like it because you seemed to enjoy it when you got out of high school. I don't think yeah. I had any idea either. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. We, we didn't really, I don't think mom and I pushed uh, no. you know, these two things on you. I think mm. you just found them by way of learning in high school about certain things. And, you mm-hmm. know, like chemistry was one of your favorite subjects, I would imagine, right, Kev? Yeah, it was some sciences, for sure. <clears throat> right. And Chris, so. you, I think you took, a, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you take like a business class or something? I took, a, I took an accounting class at, at prep. Okay. And high school, it, your high school. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But then, it, yeah. And then it was like, wow, this, this makes a lot of sense. And apparently it's a good career path. So right. you know what I mean? But it was never yeah. like, I feel like the but conversation it wasn't, wasn't your favorite class though. Was it? I, yeah, no, it wasn't my favorite class. No, but you did well. I did do well. I did well in every class. That was yeah. Like, yeah. True. But <laughs> right. But was, wasn't your favorite class that, uh, class about nutrition and stuff like that? that, that was oh yeah. Cool. I forgot so, about that. So in yeah. the back of your mind, I think that that, you know, ended up ultimately that seed. Yeah. Ultimately got you into what you are into now. Yeah. Yeah. But going back to Kevin and and the decision that um, he made, you know, that, that fateful day, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, I, again, you know, today I can laugh about it because, you know, Kevin found, you found what you wanted to do with your life and you, you enjoy it. You're happy with your uh, career path. We're happy with it. Mm -hmm. Um, You, you struggled for a couple of years and, you know, we had some phone conversations and um, we were happy to support you because we knew that this career path was, making you happy and, and you dove into it, you know, and you learned so much about it that um, it, it brought you to where you are today. And, you know, you, you're doing an excellent job with it. And I mean, mom and I even uh, joined one of your uh, um, uh, classes for a six week period and we learned a lot. So it, it, it's just amazing that, you know, uh, it comes full circle at the end of the day that 
we're bringing our kids up and we're trying to teach them good morals and ethics and um, family values. And then when you guys get educated, you actually turn the tables and kind of teach us a few good things. Yeah. I'm very proud of you guys for that. Cause I think it might actually extend our lives a little bit, <laughs> you know, when it comes to nutrition and things like that and exercising and which we were doing anyway, but you know, you guys have given us a lot of good advice. So we appreciate that. And being a close family, I think helps because yeah. we do talk about these things a lot, mm -hmm. which is, yeah, nice. definitely. Mm -hmm. And awesome. I would say also that um, just going to Chris's uh, side, mm -hmm. it was a lot easier to deal with Chris's um, uh, decision not to stay in accounting um, because we already went through it once with you. Yeah. Although, again, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but Chris was a little bit further into his career yeah he actually had a job decision. so it was a little bit different with him because you know he was making a lot of money and um uh he was successful where he was but you know he was having uh, a little bit more of a harder time with it because he was in he was in the field already so you could see that it was um affecting his i think his mental health his physical health um, a bit. And so it was a little bit more emotional for us for a longer period of time mm -hmm. because we saw Chris struggling in that uh, career path that he chose. Yeah. So um, I think he needed a little bit more help from us to realize that it's okay to say, hey, you know, I want to step back from this and see if this is really what I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. And it was a little more hurtful because for mom and I, because we, we saw the pain that Chris was going through. And, you know, we saw the growing pains with you as well, because sure. you, know, when you were going through, you know, your tough times when you first started your business. I mean, you know, we had phone calls, you know, after you moved out to Denver and it was very difficult. Yeah. I think for Chris, it was, um, it was a little bit more at home because, you know, he was obviously physically closer mm -hmm. to us. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, when you're physically next to somebody, and going through it, it's it's a little more heart wrenching than when you're on the phone with somebody. Even though yeah. we had some very emotional phone calls with you, yeah, you know, but we couldn't be there to hug you and hug it out and stuff. Yep. So how, how how do you how do you balance as a parent, like giving your kids advice without telling them what to do? <clears throat> because well, isn't there like a balance where it's like you you kind of have an idea of what you think would be the right thing, but then you don't want to explicitly tell your kid what you like maybe you can tell them what you think they're going to do but you don't want to be like you should do this or you have to go do this like you kind of want to let them learn at the same time like how do you or is that is it do you never really know where the balance is it's kind of just a learning process yeah it, it's it's a balance and it's a learning process there is no book out there people parents kids <laughs> there is no book out there on how to be a parent okay you can read books that parents might write about being a parent but that's their own opinion that's their own judgments on how they raise their kids. It might work for you and it might not work for you. It really depends on how you were brought up in your family, how your parents are, what nationality you are, maybe where you came from, your religious values. I mean, I can go on and on about that. Mm -hmm. But um, at the end of the day, yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, I would say that when you guys were really young, you know, we kind of told you what you should be doing because yeah. you were kids. I mean, you know, and, you know, we wanted to do it from our heart with love mm -hmm. because when you're born, you're born a loving person in this world, right? Mm -hmm. 
it's the world that makes you not a loving person. There's some things in the world that just makes people, you know, get programmed to not be nice or whatever. So in the beginning, it was always, it was always from love. Okay. And then that came directly from mom because she was the caregiver to you guys more than I was because I was working all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, mom was a uh, working mother. Okay. She was not working out in the world as an accountant or whatever. She was a working mother. And that was the most, that is, in my opinion, mothers out there, the most important and difficult job in the world. I don't care what anybody says. And I'm a father telling you that unless you're a Mr. Mom and the mother's working all the time and your father is, you know, home all the time. And uh, I would say that that is quite challenging for any man that's doing that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so in the beginning, it's all from love. And then when you guys get your own mind and you're learning about life through us, by us teaching you and then starting to go to school and then having um, religious values um, brought upon you, that's when, you know, it's, you know, not, we want you to do this. It's, you have to start forming your own opinions. Probably when I guess you're, I don't know, a teenager and stuff like that, which is why teenage life is such Mm -hmm. a tumultuous time in your life, because you are starting to move away from what your parents are telling you what to do to, hey, I have my own mind and, you know, there's things that I want to do that maybe mom and dad don't want us to do. Or maybe they did it when they were younger, but they're not telling us about it, (laughs) you know, because obviously, you know, we don't want you to, you know, do things that might not be legal or whatever. I'm not going to get into (laughs) those things right now. But, you know, everybody does things that are, you know, uh, probably uh, outside the box. Let's put it that way. Mm. Um, and, uh, then, you know, when you get into high school, you start developing relationships with teachers and friends and other influences that, you know, we have no control over really. Mm. I mean, we can only go to your, um, you know, your, uh, uh, when, when they have teacher conferences, you know, parent teacher conferences and hear what they tell us about you. And, you know, we get some indications, but you know, we don't have your friends over and sit down and have a, you know, a dinner conversation with them and ask them what's going on in your lives and stuff. Although occasionally, you know, we, we, we had some of your friends over and we did kind of get to know them to make sure that, you know, they were, you know, similar to you guys and had, you know, families that weren't, you know, uh, doing, you know, illegal things and, you know, being bad people and things like that. You know, we kind of, get to know your friends a little bit. So, you know, we know what's going on in your lives. So hopefully that is, uh, you know, the answer you wanted to hear. And well, and then maybe the last thing I'll say is then when you get into college, obviously you're then developing yourself even more and then starting to make your own decisions. And that's when mom and I kind of give more advice mm. and not to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? and, and then, you know, really you guys have to, at that point, come to us and say, hey, you know, uh, wh- what did you do at this age? Or how would you, you know, handle this? And that's where going back to the beginning of this conversation, wisdom and, you know, things like that, we can bounce things off you that we did when we were mm-hmm. growing up. And then, you know, talk about our parents and how they brought us up and things like that. And hopefully that, 
you know, helps you guys through the uh, process of life. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's so, a good question, Chris. Yeah. Good answer, dad. Well, it, was a, it was a long answer. I could yeah. have made it a lot longer, but yeah. you know, <laughs> we're limited time here. So, yeah. But I mean, I think that is really important to share. Cause I mean, we have listeners both who are like, like teens or early twenties and are having their own discovery process with their parents, but then also like some parents who listen, but like, I think that's really good advice to then have someone here is like a, not, I wouldn't say a proper way, but uh, I, I'd say, I mean, I, this is my own judgment, obviously, because it's the experience I had because you raised me dad is that mm -hmm. I feel like it's healthy. Like the, what you're sharing, because I, there are people I know that like their parents are very, uh, how, what's the word for it? Um, like overbearing where it's like, they are being told like the, the parents are telling kids what to do, even in their twenties. And that is like causing some just, you know, challenges in that kind of relationship. So, um, yeah, some parents can be controlling. I mean, yeah. you know, but maybe they were controlled by their parents in a way that yeah. they, and they didn't, they didn't even know it. And then they projected on their own kids. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, that's where sometimes, you know, uh, parents out there might need to, therapy themselves i mean you know some but a lot of people don't you know don't take that to heart i mean i mean yeah. i grew up in a family where we went to therapy because mm. we, we had issues in our family so um you know i i know you know i mean it was very helpful for us mm -hmm. i was always uh, on the outside of it but you know i i had to go to some of these sessions and i learned a lot from it mm -hmm. so yeah actually psychology was one of my minors nice you know and it was uh, i learned a lot from that as well i don't think i knew that yeah. Did you know that, Kev? Nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Psychology was a minor. Huh. Yeah. Yep. That, that yeah, that's why, yeah, that's why I always talk about Pavlov's dog, because whenever I feed Corky, <laughs> whenever we're eating, Corky's always asking for like a little snack because he sees us chewing. <laughs> yeah. Corky, Corky being a cat, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not but it, well, <laughs> the, the thing about therapy, what you're sharing, just remind me of a, a meme that I saw where it's like two parents are arguing and one of them saying, you need to go to therapy first. The other one is like, you need to go to therapy first. And the kid in the stroller is like, why do I have the, the thought that I need, I'm going to be the first one to be going to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just thinking um, the, like a question that I had for that, for you, dad, is what, what was, what do you think is like one of the hardest things you ever had to do in your life and like, or go through and what'd you learn from it? Ooh, that's a tough one because I've gone through a lot of stuff in life. Yeah, because I was also thinking about our um, the overall topic of resilience too, and just maybe like segueing into that and just I know that you've been through a lot of stuff like in your life, even you know in college with like your mom dying and then mm -hmm. like. Grandma. Well, yeah, I think um, I'd say the number one thing is obviously for most people is uh, going through a, a death of a close family person whether it's your mother, your father, or God forbid, somebody else, grandfather, grandmother, whatever. Um, you know, they say there are three most stressful things in your life and losing a parent or, uh, God forbid, a child or a uh, grandparent or whatever is, is the most stressful thing. And then, you know, selling and moving, you know, your house or moving to another position in a job or something is another uh, stressful thing in life. And of course, unfortunately, one of the number one things in this country and probably some other countries is divorce. I mean, you know, half the marriages in this country end in divorce, which is a tragedy. I mean, uh, why it happens, uh, I don't know, but you know, there's a lot of theories on it. 
Um, but um, so I would say that my mom passing away suddenly was the most traumatic thing because it, you know, it, it, it came so quickly, you know, it wasn't um, a long-term thing. And, and again, I'm not going to get into whether it's uh, better for somebody to pass right away or, you know, suffer because there's pros and cons on both. You know, um, I didn't get to say goodbye to my mother. I didn't get to, you know, have any conversations with her, tell her I loved her the day before she died. So that was a very difficult thing for me. Um, and um, so, you know, it was tough. But, you know, again, I think that uh, those things build character in people, you know, because even though that beautiful soul is gone, I still have those, you know, precious memories of her. And I can always talk about her in, in uh, what, even if it's in the past tense, it feels like it's in the present for me because she brought me up, mm -hmm. you know, and I was blessed to have her for 21 years, which was, you know, more than the 18 years that is needed till you're technically out on your own. Um, so I feel blessed. A lot of kids don't have parents mm -hmm. uh, or uh, don't have any parents or don't have a mother or don't have a father. So um, I feel blessed that I had that many years for my mom, you know, and the same thing with my dad, you know, he uh, passed at 73 and they both passed suddenly, which was difficult. So. Is, is that um that ability to like looking back and seeing that it was a blessing that you had say grandma for 21 years did that take a while to develop like were you like because i feel like you're, you're older now and you have a lot of wisdom around that stuff i feel like whenever we talk about things you're it's always very easy for you now to switch things into like it was a blessing because i had this like very like grateful for a lot of stuff was that something you had to develop over time or like, was that hard for you? You know, like with a lot of things, cause I feel like whenever like huge things happen in people's lives, it's like, Kev, we talked about this for a lot in the podcast. Like when, when really traumatic things happen or really hard things happen, it's like, you can take two paths from there. It's like, you can crumble and, you know, being a lot of bad things can happen in your life there. You can like give up, do a lot of things, but then you also can move through it and you become stronger for it. And I feel like every time that we hear you talk, you know, obviously off the podcast, it seems like you're, you're always very quick to turn things into like gratitude and blessings. And like, was that something that you had to develop over time or? Um, I would say that um, it is developed over time, but I think in the short term, you realize that life continues. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, the world is still spinning around. There's still 24 hours in a day. The earth is revolving around the sun in 365 days. And if you stop, you know, living after something like that happens, then, you know, the days and the, the seasons are passing you by and you're, you're going to get stuck in the mud. So, um, you know, I had college to finish uh, after my mom passed. So I had to go back up to college. I went to my professors and I asked for time. And they gave me time to finish in the summer, uh, some papers and things like that. You know, uh, I was dating somebody at the time and she was very helpful at the time, but then I went through some traumatic stuff with her and ended that relationship. Thank God. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, I met mom. So, and voila, you guys are here. <laughs> See, so, so, you know, these things, you know, you know, if I wallowed in, in those two events that happened in college, one after the other, I might've never met your mother and you guys might've never been born. 
So and then the podcast wouldn't be a thing. So right, yeah. so, you know, you, you can, you know, you can be, you can, you know, you could really like go deep into this and say, holy crap, we might not have been here, and you know, we wouldn't be at our hundred and third podcast. So um, moving on is a very important thing, and yeah, does it take time? Absolutely. I think that everybody's different. Some people they can get over things really quickly. Other people it takes some time and. You know, it definitely took me some time, months, maybe a year or two, you know, but I, I still moved on. I went to work. I did things. I, I must say my friends were very helpful because I'm a very, um, uh, I'm, a, I'm an outward type of person. I'm not an inward person. There's, you know, there's people that are, you know, quiet and there's people that aren't quiet. I'm not a quiet type of guy. So I, <laughs> I, I leaned on my friends a lot and thank God for my friends. And, you know, um, with a little help from my friends at the Beatles song, yep. um, they, they helped me through it. And, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I have, you know, a few friends like that today that I can lean on, which is good. And of yeah. course I can always lean on mom and and uh, you, Bill, and uh, Chris. So mm -hmm. happy for that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Hopefully Thanks for yeah. sharing, Dad. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, again, I I before this podcast, I actually wrote down a a, a word um, because I know we we are time limited here, but um, I wrote down a word called resilience because I kind of thought that this uh, word kind of. Uh, gives us a little perspective on what you guys have been talking about the last three podcasts because we are listening to them on the way down here. And um, so the resilience, there's like two definitions. One is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, right? Mm -hmm. But maybe that word quickly shouldn't be in there. Maybe it's just to mm -hmm. recover from difficulties. Again, some people can recover quickly, others cannot. But if you use the tools, then maybe it can happen a little bit quicker than you think. Um, and then there's another definition of it. And, and this goes back to you guys, you know, talking about how um, you relate human nature into regular nature, like the mm. trees and the bushes and the ocean and the water, how you can go for walks and that can help you in things. And, and um, so the other definition is the ability of a substance or objects to or an object to spring back into shape or elasticity. Mm -hmm. So that happens all the time in the world too. So even non-humans, you know, trees and nature, they always bounce back too. I mean, whether there's a storm, you know, a snowstorm that, you know, knocks down tree branches or whatever, or a hurricane, you know, you're going to replant bushes, you're going to replant trees and things always bounce back. Okay. In nature. So whether it's a human being or it's, life itself, you know, that is not a human being, it always bounces back. So that goes back to what, you know, Chris's question was. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that that's an important point that everybody should know that you will bounce back. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and then this, uh, this, this Dr. Ginsburg gives like, you know, seven, seven C's of, of how the, how this takes place, which I think was very interesting. I, I literally just read it like in the last hour because I thought maybe we'd run out of things to talk about, but it really kind of goes to, you know, this, this podcast in a way and what you guys have been talking about and uh, you know, what we've been listening to and what mom and I actually have been learning from you guys. Yeah. So um, 
you know, one, you know, the, the seven C's, if I could just read them off really quick is, and then I'll, we'll, we could all talk about mm. it for a couple of minutes is competence, um, you know, how to handle stressful, you know, situations effectively, confidence, you know, belief, belief in one's own abilities, uh, connection, like we have connection with family, friends and community, um, character, you know, which is a strong self, uh, strong sense of self-worth and then uh, contribution, giving back to the world to make a better place, whether it's in your community or even in your own family or with your friends. Um, coping, which is um, social skills, stress reduction skills, like we were just talking about, like if you know, you're in a stressful situation or you just went through a terrible traumatic moment, you can um, use nature to go for walks mm -hmm. and you know, have uh, you know, moments of silence for yourself or meditation, Kev, that you do, yoga. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, control, which you guys are talking about in your last a uh, couple of uh, podcasts, I think, right? One of your, the four things that you're talking about. Four levels of awareness. Mm -hmm. so yeah. The last one, control kind of goes with that. What was the last one in that podcast? Just like surrender? What, what was your, the last one in your podcast that you just did, Kev? The four the levels of awareness? Yeah. yeah. The last one was the ASME phase, but that's yeah, like ASME, you let go ASME. of control. Yeah, it's like. Right, right. It's like, so, so yeah, so but, so, but you have control of that of letting go. Right. So yeah, that you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So the decisions and choices, you know, are always in your control mm -hmm. and it will help you bounce back from these, these life uh, difficulties. Mm -hmm. And um, as long as you know who you are in life and you, you get to know yourself and you feel good about yourself, you're going to get through any of life's challenges. So, you know, the, the, the bottom line is you have to feel good about your own, soul and who you are in life and it takes a long time mm -hmm. yeah, think, yeah for that to happen and you know i'm 58 years old and you know and even though i you know went through life you know pretty easily and haven't gone through a lot of traumatic events i think that uh, took me a while to feel comfortable in my own shoes as they say and feel comfortable with my own soul yeah but now i do so nothing really bothers me much anymore but I think, yeah, I think you can see that too, as like, as a, me as being 30, like how I used to react to things when I was like 18, I was like, wow, so stupid. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I'm, I, get, I guess what you're saying, dad, is that that continues to build over time. Yeah. Like there's things that you worried about, maybe like what other people thought of you or whatever, like when you were 30 and now you're 50 and you're like, wow, that was stupid. Like why? Like that didn't even matter. Right. Yeah. 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 So I guess- I mean you learn from your mistakes, you know, yeah. and, and you know what, there's people out there that will make the same mistake over and over again. Mm -hmm. And that's when I think you need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can, if you make the same mistake more than once, I mean, actually maybe not more than once, but maybe yeah. after the, like they say, three strikes, you're out after the third strike. If you don't go and get help, then I think, you know, you, you know, you're, you're in big trouble. I mean, I think you really need to, you know, realize that, Hey, you know, the, this problem keeps perpetuating. Mm -hmm. I have to do something about it. And, you know, I went through that phase. I probably made the same mistake more than once. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I learned from it and I will, I can almost guarantee you that I will not make same mistakes more than not even once. I mean, but I'm still a human being. So I'm sure I'll still make a mistake or two mm -hmm. going forward. Mm -hmm. Maybe three, but not the same one. Not the same one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
I think it's important. One of the things, the C's that you said, dad, is that from Dr. Ginsburg is what you said, um, mm -hmm. community. And it was actually as funny as that a couple others that actually involved other people as well. I feel like that's so important. And I'm learning more and more of that. Um, myself yeah, that's as part that. of the that's part of the connection right community mm -hmm. yeah. Connection, yeah connection but then also coping because yeah. you said like social mm -hmm. skills like yeah. sure like some of those are like you do on your own but like having a community to like co-regulate with to actually help you past the challenging times i think is important and like just having people that can lift you up so yeah i think that's important and then you know one more thing i'll say about that is uh in today's world, in my opinion, just my opinion, I know you always say that, Ken, it's just my opinion, because yeah. know, we don't want to, you know, project anything on anybody that's listening. But I do see that social skills have diminished in a way in, in this social world that we're in, okay, meaning it seems like it's more social, because, you know, we have uh, all these different avenues to connect with people. But in my opinion, connecting always is between people like touching you know like you were going through the uh, five senses mm -hmm. in one of your pod podcasts well when we're doing this podcast or we're doing um texting you how are you really connecting with the five senses are you connecting with touch not really are you connecting with um sight not really unless you're doing facetime mm -hmm. are you are you are you connecting with hearing not really, because you're just texting somebody, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so the five senses aren't really being utilized as much in today's world, in my opinion. And I think that that's um, causing some some strife in communities and in in the world. And, and I think that that needs to be changed. I think that people need to be in a community and be with each other. Yeah, I think that's well, very important. But also, also like thinking about when we, when we were growing up, I feel like we knew all of our neighbors. And mm -hmm. now it's like, I feel yeah. like in communities, no one knows their neighbors ever. Like you just, I feel like you used to be able to, like, if you were like, let's say you, you needed like an egg, you can go over to your neighbor and be like, hey, can I get an egg? And yes. now it's like, stay away from me. Like, don't yeah. even, I don't even want to know you live here. It's just that yeah. things have gotten weird, like, like different in that way. And then there's a, there's been a lot of studies on social media and how it, it almost gives you like a, a false or like a false sense of connection. Cause like you have, it's like, wow, you go on Facebook or Instagram. It's like, wow, I have all these followers and all these friends, but it's like, how many of those people do you actually know that you can call and be like, Hey, I'm struggling. Like, let's, can we have a conversation? Like probably not a lot of them. So that's why it's like really important to um, have like people that you can connect with. And then, especially as you get older, I think there's some, there's some like crazy stat about like people and, um, the percentage of people that have a best friend mm. and it's like super low that people yeah. like there's so many people especially over the age of 50 that like can't say i have a best friend like they just don't have that sense of connection anymore and that's like and there's the, like it's worse than like smoking cigarettes like being alone like lonely mm. loneliness mm -hmm. like they, yeah loneliness yeah. is a terrible yeah thing. it's like really bad because yeah. and again because we're, we're humans and we're wired for that connection yeah which, you know and i've like i've realized that too i think in the times when i'm the most upset it's actually sometimes the hardest to reach out like you don't want to reach out because I don't know what, whatever, feeling like a burden or something. But then when you do reach out, it always makes you feel better. Yeah. Oh, you definitely. know what I mean? Yeah. And we, we always encourage you guys to reach out because when you don't reach out, then we're more concerned because yeah. then we know that you're not feeling good. So, you know, this is a, this is one of those, you know, mistakes that I made probably more than once when I was growing up, mm. I was too proud to reach out to somebody. 
Yeah. But you know, and I, I just didn't want them to, like you said, put the burden on them that, oh, you know, now they know that I'm not, you know, in a, in a good state of mind. And, you know, how are they going to help me? Mm-hmm. Well, just listening. Mm-hmm. Listening is a good thing. Listening is, is, is a very good trait. That took me a long time to learn that listening was very important because I'm a jabber mouth. I talk too much sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a very important thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's the story. So, uh, <laughs> uh yeah, Campbell, what else? Yeah. I didn't say what else this whole podcast. You believe yeah. that? Did I? I don't think I did. Uh, no, you didn't. You didn't. Yeah. yeah. So, so. <laughs> When I'm not around anymore, you guys could always laugh about that. What else would dad say in yeah. this situation? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I think that the, 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 that joke is whenever we're on the phone with you and we're talking and like, they're like, let's say we don't talk for like two seconds, you're just like, what else? Yeah, yeah. I think your brother and I, my brother your and bro- I do no, that. Your brother Bob does that. Same thing, yeah, same so, exact thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were just on the phone with him for his uh, birthday. Yeah. Uh, mm. Which uh, I just want to mention, I know this podcast will probably be... Um, uh, aired after 9-11, but I just wanted to uh, reach out to all the people who uh, were affected by 9-11 on the 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe that's why we uh, brought up what we brought up today in, in the word resilience, because the people that it went through, you know, um, losing family members and, and first responders and everybody that helped out during that crisis showed a hell of a lot of resilience. Mm-hmm. We should all be proud of them. Yeah. So I agree. I agree. All right. You know, um, I guess to like wrap up the podcast is that, is there any other piece of advice you'd like to give or do you, have you said all you need to say? Well, I can probably uh, quote some, some uh, lines from movies. Like, <laughs> and maybe you guys could like guess the movie. Do it. Stay the course. Stay the course. Oh, come on. <laughs> You don't know Stay the Course? a pirate movie? No. No. <laughs> no, The Patriot. The Patriot. The Patriot. I don't think I've ever even seen The Patriot. You never saw that? Oh, you I saw it. I've seen it, but I've watched a lot of times. <laughs> Stay the Course. Stay the Course. <laughs> Stay the Course, boys. Yeah. You're doing, you're doing well. Yeah. You awesome. Know, well, you have any more quotes? No, that was just one that came to my, yeah. <laughs> my head. The rest of them, you know, I'll, I'll save for another time. Maybe, yeah. maybe when you get to your... 200? 200th I'll, I'll come on Let's again and, uh, you know we'll uh we'll talk about some other things and we'll enjoy ourselves yeah. but, uh before we go i just wanted to you know have mom say hello because she is here with us today and uh yeah she's been one of the reasons for your <laughs> success probably the most reason for your success so and we wanted to just uh, a shout out to our our son bill also and say hello to him and our beautiful grandchildren and uh, his beautiful wife. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Uh, So proud of you guys. Um, Just really enjoy listening to the podcast and your voices are like music to my ears. Mm. Thanks, mom. Yeah, it reminds me of the the meme. You know know what I'm talking about with the balloon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My mom's love. It's like doesn't blow anything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Protecting. But mom, really quick, because right before we started this podcast and like how we began, it's like, again, like dad's wisdom and all. Um, dad was like, oh yeah, mom's got like some great wisdom. Mom, there's a great quote that I remember you texted me. I think I even have it still screenshot and saved in my phone. Yeah. Is I don't even remember what conversation we were having, but the, the quote you had, I don't even know if it's a quote, maybe it's your own, is that you live by the sword, you die by the sword. 
<laughs> you texted yeah. me that once. It was amazing. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah. I wonder what you were referring to. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know. Mom always wanted to live in medieval times. <laughs> yeah. if, if she met me in medieval times, I would have been like a squire. <laughs> I would not have been like a knight in shining armor. I would have been like a squire to clean people's shoes or, <laughs> and, or, or just tell Table jokes boy. to like the king or something. Yeah. Like court jester or something like that. You know, I don't think I would have been a knight. Yeah. Uh, so she probably wouldn't have married me back then. <laughs> Amazing. Well, one final thing, because I wrote this down, I think this is important to share because again, this podcast is going to live on. And um, so dad or even mom, you got any message from you for your great, great, great grandkids? Well, I wouldn't who, go that who will be, far. Who but... will probably be like, like streaming this through a chip in their brain. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, just to remember that, uh, you know, we, uh, we tried to live our lives as kind souls and, uh, you know, uh, and live, live life, uh, yeah, just care about each other, care about each other and love and be happy. And everything else comes to together, you know, and then when you go through, you know, some tough times, just, uh, you know, just remember that, uh, you're part of a, uh, a, a, a family that loves you and uh, probably a community that would reach out to you and help you if you wanted it. Mm -hmm. There's always help somewhere, mm -hmm. whether it's family, uh, community, uh, there's professionals out there and, uh, there's always, there's always somewhere where you can, you can find some peace, whether mm -hmm. it's a person, nature, community, professional or whatever. And, um, you know, just, and, just live your life and, and, and be happy. Pray. Always pray. Yeah, have some kind of uh, religious values. It doesn't matter what religion or spiritual values. Somehow, um, you know, that's a, you know, that's for another podcast about uh, you know religious. But you guys got into that too at one point, and uh, you know, it's great that you guys uh, pick a lot of different topics, and that's why we love uh, the name of your podcast, Science and Spirituality. A little uh, little plug there for all those listening. <laughs> Pass it on to all your uh, friends and relatives and even parents. You should be listening to this stuff. Yeah. You'll learn something. <laughs> but thanks guys for having us. We love you. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Awesome. And that's it for today. So thanks for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, connect with us on Instagram personally at Kevin F. Carton or at Chris J. Carton or our podcast Instagram page at Science and Spirituality Podcast. And if you feel guided to, the one thing that we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and also leave a review. This way we can reach more people and in that way impact more lives. So with that, we'll see you on the next episode.